Welcome to this episode of Grind Hard, Hustle Smart. And you already know if you're listening that it's not about the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. Meaning, if you ain't got the talent, if you ain't got the skills, then you better be grinding hard. If you ain't got the availability or the opportunity, then you better be hustling smart, getting out there and getting everything that you believe is yours. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Strap up, get your seatbelts on. Let's get ready for this message. It's game time. It's go time. Let's go. Welcome to today's episode of Grind Hard, Hustle Smart with me, Charles Johnson. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about deconstructing failure and rebuilding it as success. Man, this takes me back to a time not too long ago. I've been out the, the army off of active duty for three years now. And it takes me back to when I was an electronics technician. And we had these manuals. They were 30 and 40 level manuals. They were just really in-depth college manuals for people who go beyond just a regular maintenance. You're talking about going down to the component level. Now, if it's an engine, you're talking about opening the engine and going to the pistons. If it's a piece of electronics, you're talking about going in and down to the circuitry of the piece of equipment. That in-depth knowledge. And in the beginning of these manuals, they have this thing called theory of operations. And the theory of operations just says what the piece of equipment is supposed to do when it's used properly in a proper environment. How often do we look at our situations, the things that we fail at, in that terms, what was supposed to happen? What was supposed to happen when you took that test, were supposed to pass? What was supposed to happen when you decided to go back to school? You were supposed to go back to school and not quit. What was supposed to happen when you went to the gym? What was supposed to happen when you got in that relationship? What was supposed to happen when you applied for that job? What was supposed to happen when you got into conflict at that job? What was supposed to happen? That's what the theory of operation tells us. In an ideal situation, when the thing is used properly, what is supposed to happen? And then you also have this other thing called the, you got the maintenance flow chart and essentially breaks it down all the way to the most elementary level. Does it turn on, yes or no? If yes, go to the next step. If no, check the power supply. And it goes on and on and on and more and more in depth till it pinpoints the problem that you're trying to troubleshoot. How often do we do that with our lives? In the situations that we deal with in our lives, because there's one important thing I need you to understand in this and that at no point in time is something other than the piece of equipment at the center of solving the problem. When we check equipment, we're not checking our equipment. We're checking that piece of equipment. Do we do that with ourselves? Are we pointing a finger towards other people instead of dealing with the central issue, the controllable thing that we all have in our lives, which is our own selves? What are we doing in those, in those conflicting times? Don't worry about the other person. Yes, I understand they contributed it to the problem. But the only thing that you can control is you and what you're doing. Control the controllables. 
So when I'm troubleshooting that piece of equipment, at no point in time am I looking at anything else other than that piece of equipment. That piece of equipment is specifically what the theory of operation for. That speed for that speed that piece of equipment, excuse me, is exactly what the flow the maintenance flow chart is for. Are we doing it in our own lives? Are we maintaining a focal point on ourselves, erasing ego out of our lives, away or erasing that ideation or this grandiose ideal of ourselves that says, hey, I'm better than what I am? Because I guarantee you, you're not as good as you think you are. You're not as good as you think you are. That's why when we troubleshoot our failures, we need to look at it from the standpoint that we're not as good as we think we are. We need to lay everything bare and understand who we are without ego. If we are a butthole, then we're a butthole. If we're not that studious, then we're not that studious. If we're a criminal, then we're a criminal. Lay everything bare. Be willing to look in the mirror and understand who you are. Understand who you are. Because it does us no good we live in this delusional world nowadays where we're always pointing a finger outward to say, hey, you are the reason why I didn't do what I needed to do. You are the reason why I didn't go where I needed to go. People don't look inward. They look outward. They're always projecting. They're never taking anything in. They're never being observant. Read in the room. I'll tell you this great story. My math teacher, it was a school that, uh, called Restoration Academy. And I'll tell you a small story about it. I School, I got kicked out of twice in high school. <laughs> I was enough ahead. And I was terrible at math, man. Terrible. And I had this teacher named uh, uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Edwards, Miss Connie Edwards. And she was our math teacher. She was a middle-aged white woman at the time, or she still is. But <laughs> she was middle-aged at the time. You know, Miss Edwards, if you hear this, please forgive me. And I was always like, I was like, I, if I'm a butthole now, I was still a butthole then. I'm, I'm always true to who I am. And so I said, Miss Edwards, I'm not learning this stupid math. I'm not going to pass. And she told me something profound in that moment that I, I didn't understand until I became an adult. I didn't understand until I had to interact with life and, you know, go through things, go through life, meet some obstacles. And she said, Charles, if you focus on learning, you'll never have to worry about passing. Charles, if you focus on learning, you'll never have to worry about passing. And in that moment, I was like, wow. Miss Edwards, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard of. <laughs> Miss Edwards, I'm not here to learn. I'm here to pass. I'm trying to get to the next grade. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm trying to go to the next grade with my buddies. Because I didn't understand it, I didn't go to the next grade with my buddies. I repeated the 11th grade. That's what happened. Then during that time of repeating the 11th grade, I got kicked out of school, not once, but twice. I ended up having to go to another school, finish two years of high school, one year. But now looking back on that, what she told me was absolutely profound. And she was dropping a nugget on me and I didn't realize the value of what she had said. Charles, if you worry about learning, you'll never have to worry about passing. Now, I would challenge you all with the same thing. If you worry about learning, you'll never have to worry about passing. If you do the work, you won't have to worry about the outcome. If you do the work, you won't have to worry about the outcome. If you put in the time, if you put in the sweat equity, if you put in the study time, if you've done everything you're supposed to do, then that outcome should be yours. And this pertains to anything in life. 
But here's the great thing about life. There's something called entropy, right? You can't go wrong or will go wrong. So maybe you put in all the work. Maybe you've done everything required and you hadn't got exactly what you thought you was going to get. And it didn't turn out the way you thought it was going to turn out. Maybe you didn't get the job or you didn't get in that school. Or you didn't pass that test. Whatever obstacle that you're out there facing, if you didn't get it, that doesn't mean it wasn't meant for you. One of my good friends, he said, he always, something profound he told me as well. He said, Charles, failure is nothing but a try. Failure is nothing but a try, ladies and gentlemen. Just because you didn't get it now doesn't mean you won't get it ever. Just because you didn't get it now doesn't mean you won't get it ever. And that's something we need to keep in the back of our minds at all times. Failure is not absolute. Failure is not concrete. Failure needs to be worked through, problem solved, to get the intended outcome next time. Next time. I don't understand why people get so caught up in this perfectionism where they have to be right or they have to get it right that one time that they try to do it. If you held yourself to that standard, it's impossible. You believe you'll you'll always be butthurt. You'll always have a heart a hurt heart. Always. It's impossible. You will not be able to make it through it. So look at failure as an opportunity to reconstruct or rebuild your success. That's all it is. Failure is nothing but a try. But it has to be centered around you. You troubleshoot the problem from you. Not in the sense of, oh, from my perspective, such and such was wrong. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. From my perspective, this is what I could do differently, regardless of how the other person behaves or acts. That's what it comes down to. That's how you troubleshoot the problem. Because when you troubleshoot the problem from that perspective, if the other person is truly the problem, it'll stick out like a sore thumb. It'll stick out like a sore thumb. But you trying to pinpoint the problem in that person makes you the problem. It makes you the problem. So let's reconstruct our failure from that standpoint. We need to focus entirely on ourselves and not saying you, 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 but saying more of me, 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 me. This is what I can do. This is my responsibility to this situation. This is what I can do to redirect the energy. This is what I can do to still get the same outcome had I not ran into this interaction with the person who presumably caused the problem. Maybe I'm the problem. So maybe I need to change and mold myself or shape myself or act differently or expand my horizons because I may be the problem. That's something that we seldom ever say to ourselves and we need to say it more often. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about troubleshooting life, fixing life, getting through life. Every single moment of the day, every day. We all interact with problems each and every single day, but we fail to properly diagnose them for what they are and not expand the horizon of the problem to others, but keep it solely around ourselves. 
we didn't pass that test because we worried about passing instead of worrying about learning. That's the difference between, between confidently taking the test and taking the test and just hoping to pass. Have you ever noticed that those kids who actually put in that study time, the speakers who get on stage and speak with confidence and passion and authority, the teacher who gets up there and teaches without stuttering or having to check her notes, people who get up there and say things with such authority and confidence that they don't have to try that hard, they're not sweating, they're not nervous. Why? Because they worried about learning before they worried about passing. Because they knew what Miss Connie Edwards was saying, that if you worry about learning, you'll never have to worry about passing because when you put in the work ahead of time, everything else will take care of itself. If you worry about you first, everything else will take care of itself. If Charles Johnson had worried about learning in Miss Connie Edwards' class, regardless of how she talked, regardless of what she said, regardless of what she did, Charles Johnson would have still passed. Why? Because I knew the material inside and out, or I would have knew the material inside and out. Had I took her advice and worried about learning instead of worried about passing. See, what I was doing was I was putting the cart before the horse. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about troubleshooting. This is such a simple idea to digest. If we just take the opportunity to reflect on how we can affect a situation, how can we navigate an issue, a problem that we have come to in our lives, whether it be financial, relationship-wise, you know, whatever. Whatever problem we're facing, I promise you we can find a solution if we just sit down and stop this spiraling, this downward spiral and this, AKA this stinking thinking and just say, you know what? This is what I can do. This is uh, the things that I can control are these things. Let me diagnose these things. I can make sure the power's turned on. I can make sure I show with confidence. I can make sure I show with passion. I can study the material. I can say an apology. I can speak differently. I can think differently. I can see things from a different perspective. Let me control the controllables from my own perspective. I can't control everybody else. I can only control me. I can't control what the teacher's gonna do. I can't control what the principal's gonna do. I can't control what my co-worker's gonna do. I can't control what my supervisor's gonna do. But I know who I can control. I can control what I'm gonna do, regardless of what the other people do. I can control what I say, regardless of what the other people say. I can control what I think, regardless of how the other people think. I can control my passion, regardless of how unpassionate the other people may sound. I can control my open-mindedness, regardless of how closed-minded the other people may seem. I can control my anger, regardless of how angry other people are. Those are the controllables. That's the things that we can do each and every single day. That's how we diagnose problems correct, correctly. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to lay things bare in the very beginning so we can look at things from an un-ego perspective. Lay things, be raw with yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Be raw. If you got to take notes, take these notes, write this down. Raw, realistic, accurate, wholesome, or without ego. That's what raw stands for for me. When I look at myself in a raw perspective, I need to look at things from a realistic standpoint. I need to make sure they're accurate so I can properly diagnose this situation and make sure that I'm not the problem or if I am part of the problem, how can I effectively construct a solution? 
And I need to look at things whole, wholesomely or without ego, not adding my own self-identity to it, laying things bare, saying, you know what it is, what it is. If I suck at this, I suck at this because I'm not as good as I think I am anyway. That's probably why part of the problem exists. We need to put things in those perspectives, lay everything bare, raw, realistic, accurate, and without an ego. Write that down, man. I promise you, if you look at that every single day and you run into a situation, you think you're boom, I need to think it, I need to look at this from a raw perspective. Let me be realistic about it. Let me make sure what I'm interpreting is accurate and let me look at it without an ego. And when you look at things from that perspective, everything laid comes clean. It's all laid bare. We like, ooh, I didn't see it from that point of view. I didn't know I could, could change I could change the outcome if I if I had just tweaked this little thing right here and just made something different. I didn't know that I can do this if I just, you know, studied a little bit, just 15 minutes at the end of the day when my homework's done. Maybe if I just send her a text or tell her I love you, then that can avoid a divorce. That can avoid an argument. Maybe if I tell him before he walks out that door to go do some laborious work or do something to take care of our family, I say, babe, thank you for doing what you do. Let me show my appreciation. That way he doesn't think that he's a bad husband or that this is somehow not working out. Maybe if I just tell my kids, I give them a kiss and I hold them and I let them know that their father or their mother, that I love them. It's easier for them, for them to digest the advice that I'm giving them, not because they fear me, but because they respect my advice because they know it's coming from a place of love. This is the way we need to diagnose things. Each and every single time. It's an easy concept to grasp, but we don't ever practice it. I wonder why. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this. So let's start beginning today to deconstruct our failure. Failure is not the end all. It's not the be all. It's only the beginning of the process. Failure is just letting you stretch, letting you grow, and letting you learn from your own mistakes. That's all failure is. It's not saying you're not good enough. It's not saying you're not as fast as that guy that's down the line for you. It's not saying that you're not as studious or you're not as smart as the next man or woman. It's not saying that that goal or that idea, that aspiration or whatever that 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 ideal of you and the dream that you've been hoping for, it doesn't mean it wasn't meant for you. It just means that you need to start properly putting in the puzzle pieces required to properly troubleshoot the failure to begin with. Start from a different solution and control the controllables. And that's all you can do. Stop looking at failure as saying you're not good enough. That's not what it means, because I'm here to tell you right now, you are good enough. You, you do matter. You are invaluable, priceless. You are admirable, handsome, beautiful, intelligent, inspiring. You are all those things. You just gotta make sure that we properly diagnose our failure so that we can rebuild it into success. Ladies and gentlemen, you all are awesome, amazing, wonderful human beings. If you haven't done so already, please take this time to download this podcast and share it with your friends. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Amazon. You can find me on Google. You can find me on 
any any platform that has podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. You can also find our merchandise at thegrindishard.com. Thegrindishard.com. You can also book me for speaking engagements. Just get general information about me or listen to the podcast there. Leave a comment. Leave a, leave a message for me at thecharlesjohnson.com. thecharlesjohnson.com. So once again, you can find the merchandise at thegrindishard.com. And you can get in contact with me, book me for speaking speaking engagements, or just get general information about, hey, who's this Charles guy? At thecharlesjohnson.com. Thecharlesjohnson.com. Ladies and gentlemen, just remember when you're going out here chasing your dreams, diagnosing your failures, remember to always grind hard and hustle smart. You don't want to work too hard doing something to go in the wrong direction and realize that you didn't do it in a uh, smart way. And now you got to hustle backwards and then start from point one all over again. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, grind hard, hustle smart. Have a good one. I wake up, flex, thumbs down, neck, check, no drip, just wet, tell them run it up, no sleep, no rest, might crash, might wreck, but first die, stretch, tell them run it up, I wake up, flex, thumbs down, neck, check, no drip, just wet, tell them run it up, no sleep, no rest, might crash, might wreck, but first die, stretch, tell them run it up, nine out of ten, rub through my hands, I'm by my lonely, to a savage, now my baby wants to hold me. I love my fans, don't need no friends, I got my homies. Thought I could trust you, I find out you tried to zone me. I'm number one up on that court, I'm Nick McGrady. The first one in, the last one out, can't call me lazy. Put in my hours, send the invoice, and they pay me. I need six rings like MJ and Tom Brady. I wake up, flex, thumbs down, neck, check, no drip, this, wet, tell them run it up, no sleep, no rest, might crash, might wreck, but first die, stretch, tell them run it up, I wake up, flex, thumbs down, neck, check, no drip, this, wet, tell them run it up, no sleep, no rest, might crash, might wreck, but first die, stretch, tell them run it up, y'all gon' make me take that trip way out to Europe, I call up Niger, he'll come through in a hurry Those London boys don't come to play, you should get worried One false move, find yourself, they're getting buried Dance with the devil, used to love playing those games Made some bad decisions that brought my mama pain I made a promise to her, swore that I would change I'm on the come up, bet I live up to my name I wake up, flex, I'm down that check No drip, just wet, tell them run it up Stretch. Tell them run it up. I wake up. Flex. Thumbs down. Not check. No drip. Just wet.